Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. Hello, and welcome to episode number 354 of the Love Life Connection podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so excited to be back in your earbuds again this week. And thank you so much for all of the well wishes. I announced my pregnancy last episode. So if you missed that, then surprise. (laughs) Um, I talked a little bit more about what that means in terms of working with me. Um, If you are interested in working with me, it's definitely not too late. We'll just take a pause. And there's lots of benefits there actually, both financially, because you can take a financial pause and payments, or you can extend payment plans. So it's much cheaper each month. And also it gives you time to actually try out some things that we're working on together. And then we can come back in the fall and just see how things played out and where you need some more targeted support. So you can listen to my longer explanation in the intro to last week's episode, including my client's experience working with me. And my intro got a little long in last week's episode, so I didn't go into what I wanted to share. Uh, But one thing that I do just want to share is that Katie was one of my very first clients. So I started my business in 2015. And we were actually kind of, we were talking about this in the call on the episode. And I can't remember exactly when we first worked together, but I want to say it was, she said 2017, 2018. I think it was actually before that because I'm pretty sure I was still living in Dallas when we worked together. And so we moved in spring of 2017. So I think we worked together before that. So she was one of my earliest clients. And I just share that because one, it just feels very reminiscent for me, a little nostalgic and a little like, oh, <laughs> um, but then also because, you know, you don't know where you are in your path and this stuff takes time. I worked with a lot of clients who have done this work and they're like, ah, where's my person? And here's like the big secret about doing this work. 
is that this work is for you. I understand that you're here and you're listening to this and you're working with me potentially because you want to meet somebody. And I hold that goal and that intention very close to my heart as I work with clients and as I create these episodes. At the same time, ultimately, this work has to be for you. And a nice byproduct is a relationship, the relation, a relationship that you want and that feels healthy and loving and thriving and all of those kinds of things. If you come into this work and you're like, I need to meet someone yesterday, so tell me what to do, then you're really cutting yourself off from doing a lot of the work because you cut out a lot of the emotion and the vulnerability. And that's so essential in the healing process. And so Katie talks a little bit about that. So if you haven't listened to that episode, whether or not you're interested in working with me, I think you'll learn a lot. So I hope you listen. You don't have to listen before this episode or anything, but um, it's definitely there for you. And one last announcement before I get into the meat of today's episode, which I'm so excited about, by the way. The second announcement is that I am hosting two live money masterclasses later this month. And I know I keep saying this, but I know sometimes people just listen to episodes that are interesting to them. So in case you haven't heard the updates, go back and listen to the episode I released on March 9th, 2023, which I believe is episode 350. And listen to that because I announced that I, I or I announced that I am adding a second part to my business all about financial coaching and consulting. And I go into the details, how I landed upon that, why I'm doing it, how it's actually not so different from love coaching, all of those things there. So I won't go too much into that now, but I will say two things about it. If you would like to spend smarter, save better, start investing, or if you have some money blocks around those things, then I hope you will follow me on my Instagram because that is where the majority of that content will live. This podcast will stay the same. It's going to be, you know, the two, you know, the biweekly coaching calls. So episode in the last episode of the month where I talk about some sort of news media and how that relates to dating. That's not going anywhere. I might from time to time include some money episodes, or if someone comes onto the show and they want to be coached on a money topic, then I will include those shows. But this is not like turning into a money podcast by any stretch. And in fact, next week's coaching call is actually a money episode. I'll talk more about that next week, obviously, but you know, so something like that might occasionally happen, but just just so you know. Um, But if you do want those daily bite-sized money lessons, following my Instagram is the place to go for that. I'm Veronica E. Grant. I will put those links in the show notes. And then those two masterclasses that I'm running later this month, I'm running a run your money masterclass. And this is really just about creating your money system so that you're spending really intentionally. My, my goal is for you to have every penny has have a purpose, not like in a neurotic or being cheap kind of sense, but in a sense of like, every penny that you're spending has a purpose of like just something you got to do, which is, you know, paying to turn the lights on, paying your electricity bill, to paying for something that brings you so much joy, even if it's expensive, that you don't feel guilt around because you plan for the purchase and so that you know you can afford it without going into credit card debt or 
you're not doing that instead of saving or instead of investing for retirement and and whatnot. And so that's really my goal for you, whether that penny is used to spend or used to invest. And of course, I will demystify investing because I know sometimes people can be like investing. Ooh, I don't lose my money or that's for rich people or whatever. So that masterclass, I'm, it's at a discounted rate because it's the first time I'm offering it in this format, obviously. And so it's I'm teaching it live April 25th. There will be a recording. And then a few days later, so that's Saturday morning, I will do a follow-up Q&A because my guess is you will have questions, you will have, but what about this? Or this applies to me this way. And I probably won't have time during the masterclass to get to all of that because honestly, there's a lot of content and there's a lot of stuff for you to implement that we need to go over. So we're going to have that extra Q&A session. So you can sign up for that over at veronicagrant.com forward slash run your money. If you've ever thought I need to get my financial house in order before I date. Well, I mean, yes and no, I have opinions about that, but this is definitely the place to do it for sure. And then if you have debt and specifically credit card debt or a high interest loan, I consider anything over six to 7% to be fairly high interest. And that obviously has a you know, is somewhat dependent on how big the loan itself is as to whether or not we need to be alarmed by something over five or 6% or six or 7%. Anyways, it's really geared towards credit card debt. So if you have credit card debt, or you seem to keep getting in a cycle of getting into credit card debt, even if you don't currently have credit card debt, then that is an optional add on. Um, That class is also I'm teaching live and that will be the week before that I'm teaching the main Run Your Money Masterclass. And the reason that I'm teaching it in two separate instances is because one, I know not everyone who's coming to the Run Your Money Masterclass has debt. And also there's so much to do and so many things to know that I don't think most people know about your debt and how you can make it cheaper for you to pay off and faster for you to pay off. Really, there's so much content there that that's gonna be a whole like hour and a half at least of things to do so that you can um, reduce your debt load, hopefully fairly quickly. And then once you have that plan to pay that off, then it's going to lead in really nicely to where the run your money is. If you have a credit card debt, and you come to the run your money, look, if you if you're paying your minimum payment, and you're happy at how long it'll take you to pay it off, then you can just start with the run your money. But if it feels like overwhelming, or you can't get out of the cycle, then I really encourage you to do the debt masterclass first, because you want to get that squared away. Not that you need to have all your debt paid off, but you at least need to have a plan. And then the rest of the money plan or the masterclass will work great for you. And because I know if you have debt, you might be a little stressed about spending money. So the debt masterclass is on a sliding scale. You can pay anywhere between $49 and $99. I'm telling everyone, don't freak out about it. Just pick a number that feels good based on where you are. I give you some guidelines, but just pick a number. I'm not like looking at who's paying what, you know, and giving people who pay 99 more attention or, you know, evil eyes. No, none of that. So just pay what you can in that range. And let's do this because I really hear this kind of, you know, these kind of promises, but like, this is really absolutely true. Cause I can literally show you the math. Like, you know, these masterclasses are pretty low cost and can literally save you hundreds, if not thousands and make you thousands of dollars over the long run. Like if you're not investing and you start investing after this masterclass, like it can literally make you a million dollars in 30 years. And I can show you the math. I'm not kidding. So I really hope you'll consider coming. I'm so excited about getting this to you. 
Um, and again, if you're like, why is she doing this? Is Where is this coming from? This feels like out of left field. Make sure you listen to that. Both the episode on uh, that I released March 9th, which kind of announces this whole change and like where it started from. And then I talk a little bit more about money and, you know, my, my philosophy behind it on the bonus episode for March. And so we'll put that link in the show notes as well. And both of those, I think will also give you hopefully some pointers and tips for your money, but then also I think will help you see if the masterclass is going to be a good fit for you or not. Okay. So that all being said, I'll just give the link one more time, just in case veronicagrant.com forward slash run your money. Okay. That all of the way. I am really excited to get to this topic. It feels a little edgy. Three caveats to typical relationship advice. And really not just relationship advice, but also relationship advice slash inner work, including the stuff that I teach here on the podcast. Okay, so this is not about me throwing other people under the bus and saying, oh, what Veronica says is right. Everyone else is bullshit. (laughs) That is not my goal here. My goal is even the stuff that I share has caveats. And that's why I really like long form content like podcasts, because I can really talk through it and why I like actually having people on the show to coach, because there's nuances and not everything applies 100% of the time. And I do think that actually is what bothers me about a lot of this stuff in this space that you see on Instagram. And to be totally fair, like I've always really struggled with, you know, talking about my work on Instagram, at least my relationship coaching work on Instagram, because all I can think about are the nuances and the caveats and all that kind of stuff. I don't feel that same kind of block with the money. And I guess that's why it's easy for me to create good content there. But for the relationship stuff, I'm like, well, you know, most of the time this is true, but (laughs) so I want to talk through these things so that whether you're listening to my podcast or someone else's or looking at some stuff on Instagram and you like the advice or it resonates, you could, you still have this filter to run through of like, does this apply to me? at all? Or does this apply to me right now in this specific situation? And I think it's really important to ask yourself this because a lot of times what I've noticed among clients or potential clients is we'll get on the phone, we'll talk about something that's going on. And they'll say, well, I tried to do this because I read about it here. And it's like, yeah, that's not bad advice or a bad thing for that, you know, that writer, that author, whoever that was to say, but it might not also apply to you right now. So how do you know if something applies to you or not? So I just want to give you three things to think about. Number one is knowing the difference between a trigger and bad behavior. Now, I've talked about this on the show before, but I really just wanted to, like I said, have one episode where I just go through all of this stuff. So it's like in one place and you can refer back to it. And I have a place to refer people when, you know, we need to talk about some caveats. So the trigger versus bad behavior, the way I use triggers or being triggered in my work, both like personally, but then also my work with my clients and what I talk about on this show is when you're triggered, it's something from your core wounds or inner child is getting bumped up against, right? And the thing that might have been bumping up against was someone else's behavior. And that behavior may or may not have been bad. And I'm just using bad behavior kind of as an umbrella blanket term to, you can put anything else you want in there. I'm not saying it's like all narcissistic abuse behavior. I'm saying any kind of bad behavior, like someone's just not super kind to you, or someone says something a little shady to you, or someone tries to tell you that you shouldn't feel a certain way or whatever, you know, I'm just saying anything that's like, "Eh, I don't know if I would say that's the best behavior in the world. We're just putting it all under the category of bad behavior. So 
if you're on the receiving end of bad behavior, like someone's not being kind to you, they're criticizing you, or they're disagreeing with you in a not really great way, or they're not really like maybe you're trying to tell them something vulnerable about yourself and they're like, oh, you shouldn't feel like that. Or, oh, you're, you're fine. Like, look at me. Like, you know, I'm 50 pounds heavier or, or whatever, right? But it's not really making you feel great. And that's not necessarily being triggered. I mean, it could be, and we'll talk about that. But it's just being on the receiving end of bad behavior. And the goal of this work or any kind of inner work you do or any kind of growth you do the goal is to not become a robot, right? Robots don't have emotions. You are a human, so you have emotions, which means they can get hurt, right? You can have your feelings hurt. You can feel sad or mad or betrayed or angry or all of those things. And it doesn't necessarily mean you're being triggered, nor then therefore is it a reflection that you have more work to do, right? If someone is rude to you and you feel bad about it, you're a human. Do you know what I mean? Now, being triggered is when someone's behavior wasn't bad, but it still made you feel a certain way. So let's say, for example, I text a friend. I'm like, hey, friend, I haven't seen you in a while. Do you want to get a drink together on Wednesday night? And then let's say they text me back and say, hey, so good to hear from you. I actually can't meet on Wednesday. I'm busy. So sorry. Right now, that's not bad behavior. It's a very kind and pleasant text. But I could feel triggered, right? Because I could feel like, oh my God, they hate me. And they're just finding an excuse to not hang out with me. Do you know what I mean? Like my mind could go all sorts of ways, right? That's not bad behavior. That's me being triggered. Do you know what I mean? And so that's a sign of like, oh, this is bumming up against a core wound. And there must be some more work to do because this person wasn't, you know, acting poorly. They just were busy. And then it's not illegal for them to be busy. That's just how it is. And so that is a sign for me that I can do some work around not feeling liked or feeling abandoned or whatever that specific wound is. Now, of course, you can have both, right? This is really a Venn diagram, right? You got the two circles. One circle is just the receiving into bad behavior. The second circle is being triggered. And then, of course, you merge the circles a little bit. And at the overlapping junction, like that's the Venn diagram part. And this is where a lot of behavior can be both right? Someone can treat you like dirt and also it can trigger you. And this is very common, especially with like close friendships or a romantic relationship. And I say all of this because a lot of times I have found that people are in some ways like gaslighting themselves into like, I shouldn't feel like this, or I just have more work to do, or I shouldn't feel sad. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, again, if someone's not treating you great, I wouldn't be surprised that you feel sad or mad or angry or hurt or less than or whatever it is. And the thing is, is that if you are triggered versus dealing with bad behavior, the thing that the action that you need to take is very, very different, right? If it's purely a triggered situation, like my friend who can't hang out with me on Wednesday night to go get a drink, the appropriate response for me, not I shouldn't say appropriate, but like a good response for me would be to actually do some inner work around it. And say, no problem. Let me know some times that are available that work for you over the next couple of weeks or something like that, right? That would be an appropriate follow-up. Both there's like a thing I can do, it's like no problem, let me know some times, and then I can do inner work around me getting triggered. Now let's say you're on the receiving end of just bad behavior. It's not you being triggered, it's just friggin' bad behavior, right? The obvious next step is to not do inner child work, actually. 
It's to remove yourself from the situation, set a boundary, let the other person know how you feel. I mean, again, like the potential, you know, actions to take can vary greatly depending on the exact situation that you're talking about. But bad behavior is more about the other person's bad behavior rather than your inability to quote unquote take it. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Right. And so that means you need to protect yourself in some way, whether it's, again, removing yourself from the situation, removing yourself from the relationship, setting a boundary, setting expectations, like whatever it is. And what's problematic is when I do see people experience the back end of of bad behavior and then blame themselves for feeling however they're feeling and then turn to inner child work and then allow this bad behavior to continue. And that's really what you don't want to do. Okay. All right. So the second caveat is trying to pair your healthy habits and your healthy behaviors and your newfound love of boundaries and asking for what you need and sharing how you feel with someone else's bad habits. Right. So I think, and this was actually a topic on a coaching episode that came out in early March. I think it was the first week of March. So we'll put that episode in the show notes if you want to listen to a real live example of it. But, you know, again, if you're listening to the show or if you've ever worked with someone like me or a therapist or a coach that does some of this deeper work, especially that helps you to have stronger communication skills or boundaries, all that kind of stuff, you've like, you know, this is going to sound kind of dumb, but like you've seen the light. You know what I mean? Like you say, oh, relationships can be like this. We can actually share what we need and share what we feel and ask for these things without feeling bad or being made to feel like you're bad. And so it feels like, yes, this is what I want more of, right? And so then you go on dates with people or you're in relationships or friendships with people. And um, what you end up finding is that a lot of other people don't have the same kind of either skills or values around vulnerability and taking emotional accountability for their own actions and boundaries and all of those kinds of things. And so what I find happens is that you try to stay and like, well, I just, I I just, you know, something is wrong with me. I'm not doing the boundaries quite, quite right. Or my communication's still off and they're not really getting it. And I'm like, well, Maybe, but also maybe the other person is just unwilling or unable to meet you where you are. And you're not a quitter or taking the low road or any of those things by just deciding to call it. 
And I find this is super, super common that I do think regardless of your upbringing, I do think women in our society are conditioned to take the quote unquote high road, you know, like one thing I'll just go off on a tangent for a second. One thing that I have my clients do, especially when they're trying to go over an X is at the very least delete their information off of their phone, but then ideally block them and also block them on social media. And a lot of women feel like, no, I can't do that. Now, of course, you know, people that you have any kind of relation or like kids with or any kind of financial relationship, house, that kind of stuff, or if you're not fully divorced, obviously, you can't do all that kind of stuff. But that's not the point. My, my point is, is that I find that a lot of women feel really uncomfortable because it feels low or it feels petty. And I'm like, okay, that's a story you're telling yourself, right? Okay, maybe you can call it petty. But what I see is you're having a good day and then you pop on Instagram and you see your ex with some other woman and that's going to throw your whole rest of the week off. And so it's not petty to remove them from your social media or block them. It is self-preservation so that you don't get thrown into the ringer when you've been doing so good. Do you know what I mean? Um, But I think that Again, in our society, women are conditioned to not think like that. Like, oh, you're just being petty or, oh, you're just being this. Oh, you're not giving the guy a chance or, oh, you're just, um, you know, asking for too much or whatever. And I think that, you know, and, and then you try to balance that with all of what you've been learning, either again on this podcast or other sources that you're listening to or engaging with. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck and tripped up when it comes to this kind of work, because I think that a lot of, there's not enough like permission or not that you need permission, but there's not enough permission or resources of like, if someone is not like able to meet you where you are, like you can just call it and it's, it's fine. And this gets into the third caveat, which is the differences on how you might treat a relationship you choose versus a relationship you don't choose. Here's what I mean by that. So relationships you choose are largely friendships and romantic relationships, especially as an adult, right? Now, when you're a kid, I could talk a lot about this. I will try to avoid going on a tangent. But when you're a kid, you actually get less choice over who your friends are. Because a lot of times you're just kind of like, well, these are people that I go to school with, or these are the girls in my class that I got to be friends with them, right? And you get more and more freedom around that as an adult, because you're not necessarily in the same class with them all the time. And so we have more freedom and yet we don't always act like that. And we still force ourselves, not even force ourselves, but like think we have to hang out with people that we don't really like or that'll make us feel well. Anyways, okay, I told you I was getting on a tangent, didn't want to. So you have two kinds of of relationships. You have relationships that you choose, relationships that you don't choose. I'm putting friendships and romantic relationships into the choose category. And then relationships you don't choose are people that are like blood relationships. So like your parents, siblings, cousins, aunts, uncles, grandparents, like you didn't choose that. Now, okay, fine. On a spiritual level, maybe you did, who knows. But at least on our human plane, you did not choose those people. You have to figure it out one way or another, right? And then the other group of people that you don't choose, unless you are the boss or work for yourself, are coworkers. And I've had a lot of coaching calls over the past several weeks, really, 
I don't know what's going on. Well, I do know what's going on in astrology, but I don't know how it's affecting co-working relationships, but I guess it is. Who knows? But you don't necessarily get to choose who your co-workers are. Now, obviously, you might have some things that you can do. You can try to switch teams. You can switch jobs. But it's not as simple as like a friend where it's not really working out or a partner that's not really working out or someone you're dating that's not working out. And you're like, eh, I'm not really feeling this. Let's call it. I know it's more complicated than that, but you don't necessarily have that same kind of freedom, or at least it can't happen necessarily as quickly when it's a coworker and there's some problems in the relationships. So when it comes to the relationships that you choose, this is where everything that you're learning on this show, any other shows you listen to, any other content that you're consuming, that's where it all applies right? So when you're learning about boundaries and vulnerability and speaking your truth and like all of these things that people like to talk about, and then I like to talk about on this show, this is where it all works. And this is where you all apply it and use it, right? And then if someone is not able to meet you, you know, they're, they're like, they don't value boundaries or vulnerability or deeper conversations the way you do, or you try to share something deeper and they're like, eh, you know, and they just like want to talk, they just want to bitch about online dating or whatever. You have two choices there. You can either decide like, you know what, this is not really what I want in my life. And you can choose to not have that person, whether again, it's a friend or a potential romantic partner, or and this applies more to friends. You can choose like, okay, it's not like I hate the person, I'm not a bad person. I'm just not going to share certain things with them because they can't meet me where I would like that conversation to go. And so I have a few friends that I love dearly, but like, I'm not sharing with them more vulnerable private things. I just, it's not even that like they're bad people or whatever. It's just that they can't meet me where I need to be met. And so I don't feel either safe or supported or fully seen to share those kinds of things with those people, but they're great. And so with those people, I'm like, great, let's talk about Harry and Meghan, or let's talk about The Bachelor, or let's talk about something else that we both like, and we have an interest on, and we just have a friendship around that. And there's nothing freaking wrong with that. Not every relationship has to be this like deep, profound, you know, kind of thing. Now, I worked with a spiritual mentor over the last year, well, mostly in 2022, and she had, a, she made a different choice, right? Like she's like, <laughs> it's funny. She, um, she calls, I mean, she, she sees herself as more of like a mystic, very magical, all that kind of stuff. So she calls all of the non-magicals like muggles. <laughs> if you either read or watch Harry Potter, you know what a muggle is. And it's just funny. But anyways, she's decided that she only really wants to closely interact with, I guess you could say non-muggles, magical people. And she's allowed to make that choice. It's her life, not mine. And I appreciate different aspects of different people's personality. And so, you know, I've made a different choice and that's fine too. Now, the tricky part is when you are dealing with difficult relationships that you don't choose, whether it's family or coworkers. And I don't mean to lump them into the same group as if you deal with them in the same way, because you definitely don't. Um, And the options are very different, again, depending on the circumstances. But when it comes to family relationships or coworkers, where you don't necessarily get to be like, you're fired, I don't like working with you. (laughs) Like, that's not necessarily a choice you get to make about someone specific in your office, then you have to do your best. And a lot of times doing your best is 
not showing up in the way that feels authentic to you. And I don't think there's enough people in my space that teach this kind of work that say this. And so you are trying to deal with a family member or a coworker, and you're trying to have boundaries or vulnerability or whatever, and they're just, again, not willing or able, and you keep trying, to me, that just creates so much more frustration and not to mention pain than necessary, especially if that person is bumping up against some sort of old core wound. It's just like, it's just like you're picking off the scab every time you try. And so again, like you can choose to estrange yourself from your family. And I know people who have, and I totally respect it. You know, that's not a choice personally I've made, but also like, there's just some things that I just kind of shut down around, like some things about myself that just kind of get shut down when I'm with my family, just because there's, and it's not even out of malice, but there's just like judgment that I just don't feel like dealing with. And so I just don't go there. It's it's self-preservation. And so again, that's a choice that you get to make too. Now, coworker relationships can be a little bit more tricky depending on the exact situation. Obviously, if it's any kind of abusive, illegal behavior, you absolutely want to like, you know, go the higher ups, HR, et cetera, depending on situation and or remove yourself as quickly as possible. I know that's easier said than done. However, when I'm recording this podcast, unemployment is very, very, very low, historic lows. So finding a job isn't like a pie in the sky kind of idea, or at least switching teams, you know, if it's not necessarily bad behavior, but just like behavior that doesn't really work for you. But regardless, like, let's say you're like, all right, I got to stick it out, or I got to learn how to deal with this. I do think doing the inner work helps you to not take it so personally. And it helps you take a step back and kind of see their behavior, whether again, it's a family members or coworkers, you can kind of see like, the bigger picture. (laughs) And in fact, it makes it really hard to not want to coach them because you're like, oh my God, I can totally see that 10 year old self just playing out. You do have to resist that for sure. My point is, is though inner work does help you to not take it more personally and helps you then therefore helps you to manage it a little bit better and not just get like so wound up every time you have to deal with it. Um, But then ultimately, like, in my opinion, the best thing to do is just going back to Harry Potter reference, like put a little magical bubble around you like they did at the end of the second movie or the book, seventh book to protect Hogwarts and like, you know, the little, the bad witches and wizards, what are they called? Death eaters were like flinging their wands and like the little magic light coming out the wands, like hitting the bubble and ricocheting back to them. Like that's kind of the energy that you want when you do have to deal with people who again, do not value deeper conversation, communication, vulnerabilities, boundaries, all that kind of stuff in the way you do. And that's just, again, to preserve your own energy, your own emotions, all of that kind of stuff. So I hope this helps you to see that like, well, yes, I do want you to have the highest standards for close friends and your romantic partner in terms of having shared values around vulnerability, around emotions, around holding space for each other, around acknowledging those things, around taking accountability for our behaviors and our emotions and boundaries, all that kind of good stuff. Like, yes, I want you to have very, very high standards for yourself, again, with those close friends, with that romantic partner. But with other people, I think it's a lot more complicated and I don't think it's black and white. And so I hope this episode helps you think through that a little bit more if you haven't already you know, thought about these other kind of relationships like that, because 
you know, not every relationship is going to feel, you know, like my, my, my coach, who I told you about who the spiritual coach, like she lives in, in a very much like a bubble, you know, she lives in an area of the country where she can really operate like that much easier. She is single, she doesn't have kids. And so she has a lot of control over who comes into her life and who doesn't um, a lot more control than a lot of people. And so again, I just share that because that's, I don't think that is the reality or possible for most people. And I think that's fine. I think you can still have really beautiful relationships, a really beautiful life, feel really good about yourself and have some people where like, you kind of know that like, they're not like your inner inner circle. They're just, you know, if you're looking at like a bullseye, they're like a few rings out and they could still be there. And you could also decide to not have certain people in your life as well. That's fine too. Okay. All right. I hope this episode helps. Again, off topic, if you are interested in either of the money masterclasses, either the paying off your debt or the creating a money system so that you can spend, save and invest better and grow your money more. I hope you'll join me. It's veronicagrant.com forward slash run your money. And it is recorded. So you'll get the recordings. And if you're listening to this episode, like way after April 2023, those recordings will be available on demand, which you can go to that same link to purchase. And then if you are interested in working with me one-on-one with my relationship coaching, this is where I think having a coach really helps you because again, like things are nuanced and you can read a book and it's fine advice or read something on Instagram again, and it's fine advice, but does it apply to you? How does it apply to you? When does it apply to you? Having someone to hold your hand and kind of work through that with you is so valuable, so valuable. So if that's something you're interested in, then I would love to chat with you. Again, you can go to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. That is where you get the ball rolling. You will fill out a quick application And then when you submit that, that will forward you to my calendar. We'll have our intro call. And that is a no obligation, no hard sales call. We're really just getting to know each other to see if working together is the next right step for you or not. And I'm pretty good about asking questions that will make it both clear to you and me if working together is the right fit for you. And honestly, like I've had calls with people where I'm like, you know what, I'm getting a sense that You'd like to have a partner, but it's not really a priority for you right now, at least not enough to put time, money, and energy into it. And like, you know what? You're right. Like, great. Let's just end the call here so we're not wasting our time. And it's like, great. (laughs) And it just feels so good. And I don't do those types of calls where it's like, all right, sign up now. And if you don't, tomorrow, the price will be double. Like, I don't do any of that. It's really no pressure, no high sales tactic, whatever, things like that. It's just really a conversation so that you get to a clear yes or a clear no by the end. Okay, so again, the link to that is veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. And if you want to do the money masterclasses that I have this month, then again, that link with all the info, the pricing information, dates, all that kind of stuff is over at veronicagrant.com forward slash run your money. All right, I will see you next week with a brand new coaching episode. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And that's also the place you can sign up to be coached by me here on the show. And if you love this podcast, please leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. It helps more incredible women like you find this show and find real love. Until next time, remember, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You're not broken and you don't need to be fixed. Just because you've never had the relationship you want before doesn't mean you can't have it now.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.